of a shame that will get if you've let all the fans down. Can we not lock this? It's a fact. I am not playing mind games. I am talking about facts. I always said if I was Aladici, I would probably say I was more of a tactical genius. The answer questions on anything, uh, religious, politics, uh, health, you know, sexual uh, problems. Look at his face! Just look at his face! None of you except for those two have done anything to justify the money that you earn. None of you! Disgrace! And I suggest you shut up and show more football. Okay, uh, welcome along to Team Thirty Three. I'm Joe Coffey, and I'm joined this week by Derek Ryan. It's uh, it's a, uh, it would appear that the injuries are mounting as the season <laughs> goes on, and we we, we appear to have um, a, a much smaller Team Thirty Three than usual this week. Yeah, you usually can't get a word in edgeways <laughs> in the studio. Uh, for all Raf is feeling under the weather this week, so yeah. So I'm I'm I've taken the captain's armband. And I've moved um, up in the rankings then to what, number two? Vice-captain. <laughs> You're vice-captain. <laughs> and we actually have nobody else. Well, no, that's, that's not true. Killian Woods is, be is, a late arrival. Is, is, is a late arrival. So he'll be joining us uh, via Skype later on to talk about talk sport, actually. Um, but uh, as always, if you want to join the conversation, you can get in touch with at Team33, uh, team33 at newstalk.com or you can uh, yeah you can tweet Raf you can tweet me <laughs> at Raf Tas- is it Raf <laughs> Raf Tastico um, but yeah Twitter is usually the best way to get in touch with Team33 um, this week I mean well we're, we're recording a little bit earlier actually early than usual actually because um, certain people want to get home to watch United versus PSG yeah. um, a few weeks ago a couple of months ago this game was regarded as a write off but now it would appear that United certainly fancy their chances particularly with injuries mounting in, in the PSG yeah, ranks they're like so. us yeah, but we won't talk too much about that, obviously, because the result is going to be out by the time we go to air. But we will focus on the weekend that's just gone. Um, Chelsea seem to be doing their best to emulate Arsenal of old, losing to rivals 6-0 and the likes. Arsenal used to, do, this is the kind of stuff Arsenal used to do. And from where I see it, uh, Chelsea appear to look more and more like the Arsenal of old under the Wenger years, the yeah. old bad Wenger years. And it could have been more. I mean, he saw Aguero's miss before, I think it was when it was 1-0 before he scored for the first time. I have Aguero, I have Aguero as my captain in my fancy football team. So I was looking at that going, what do you like? Then obviously he scored the hat-trick. So it could have been even a lot more than 6-0. And it's mad because was it a 6-0 win? It was very, very Obviously, City were brilliant, but were they six nil better than Chelsea? Well, well I, I think uh, as a lot of people have been pointing, uh, it's the positioning of Jorginho that yeah. uh, has caused a lot of problems. It, can, it would appear that Sarri's conviction that he wants to Chelsea to automatically begin playing the way he views how they should play where he has Kante out there on the wing seems to be doing more harm than good at this stage. The thing is, will he get a chance to actually fulfil that long term? I mean, we've seen this before with Chelsea where they just sack their manager left, right and centre and AVB is the big example for me. I loved AVB. I thought he was a, a really good manager for Chelsea. He was going to bring things on. We, we never really got to see how good he was for Chelsea but I, th- I really thought he was going to give them a chance to kind of push on and maybe play decent football as well. He was gone by February, around this time actually. It was around after the first leg of their last 16 time pretty yeah. sure he got sacked no, the only thing I will say is that uh, uh, the ongoing I mean we've spoken about this before about Chelsea being in um, uh, uh, slightly uh, basically we've been talking about Chelsea being adrift no one really at the at the helm you know they seem rudderless so long, yeah. yeah and with all this uh, with all this stuff about Abramovich 
with all, with all with all the goings on with Abramovich, um, it would appear that uh, you know he he's he's lost interest in the club. We've spoken about this at length before, and um, it would uh, it's you could argue you could equally just as equally argue, even though he's been asked about his position as manager, you would equally argue that he may get the time because Abramovich doesn't really seem to care about Chelsea anymore. Yeah, I don't know. The, the point is, like, he should get the time. Quite obviously, I mean, if you're going to start this reinvigoration of the Chelsea squad and you know bringing in a new different style I mean like they obviously had the Mourinho style a couple of years ago so moving to a, a different style like that a Sarri style like that is is going to take time to do and it'll take a, you know a new generation of players to come through they just signed Higuain you know what I mean so they're bringing through different sort of players so he should get the time the point is Chelsea and they sacked their managers. Scolari obviously went, I think, around January when he was brought in. He was brought in as the next... He was he was going to bring them to glory and he got sacked in January. AVB, famously, in February, obviously. Although Demi- AVB didn't really go on to do much, actually, after No, in fairness, he didn't. But I, I do actually think he's a better manager than he's shown. Like, mm. at Spurs, he kind of got screwed over a small bit as well because he had to sell Bale. Mm. He brought in six new players, which probably his own fault, but six or seven new players with, with all that money. And none of them really kicked on under him. Then he got sacked. So he kind of got unlucky. From, I think he's a better manager than he's shown in English football. The point is, that che- he came into Chelsea from Porto with huge success, or big success at Porto, at least. Came into Chelsea... And should have been there for a few years to bring in this new style. I remember he wanted to move on John Terry, play a, a line further up the pitch, and he just didn't get a chance. He was sacked by before he got a chance, and t- Terry was back in in the in the team before he he knew it even. Like so, it was just it was disappointing. And I'm a United fan. I don't care less about Chelsea, but it's disappointing to see them go so far with a new system and with a new manager and trying to change things at Chelsea. They've been the same for about seven or eight years under Mourinho pretty much from 04 when he came in and then as soon as things weren't going the way they got rid of him. If the money isn't forthcoming for Chelsea I mean this is the first period I can remember under Abramovich Abramovich that uh, Chelsea are replacing players with actually worse players. You know like Arsenal with Wenger went through this phase eventually where you know Patrick Vieira left and Gilberto Silva left and then you brought in midfielders I don't know. Can't remember. Yeah. Well, Van Persie and then Giroud came in. It was a, it was a big. Was a yeah, big Ari, and like obviously, you know, you, or Fabregas left, and you you were, you had players that you know, yeah, song was okay, but you know, you had players there that just weren't yeah. what they what they were replacing. Um, do you foresee that Chelsea are, are are slowly slipping down that same dark road? I don't know. I mean, they have spent a lot of money in recent years. Okay, it hasn't been in the last couple of years, but they they spent a good bit on the likes of David Luiz a few years ago. Was mm. he fifty mil? Yeah, he was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, can't can't it was It's plenty of people that will say Luiz is an unbelievable defender. Yeah, or, I'm, well, not, I'm, not, I'm not, not suggesting defender, he's not. But a like footballer. They spent a lot. I yeah. I, I, I like him. I, I mean, he, okay. he's not the most reliable of defenders yeah, in the world, yeah. but I like him as a, as a centre half. Again, I'm not sure if I'd like him if he was in my team, but I do like him as a centre half. I'm not saying he wasn't worth. Mm. He probably wasn't worth that money, but I'm not saying he's not, he's he's not he's a bad player. But they spent a lot of money on him, a lot of money on Kante. You know, Higuain's not coming in cheap in terms of even wages and stuff. Mm. Morata costs seventy he odd, did, sixty yeah, odd million yeah. quid. So they're spending money. Okay, it's been a few years since they've done that. I don't know. Does he want to get rid? I mean, I think Chelsea are in trouble if they do want. If he does want to get rid, yeah, well, he's he's. He, I know the club has been. He's been looking around for for buyers, according to several. different I wonder why he's getting bored reports. now. It seems a bit of a random time um, to get bored. I mean, uh, you think he get bored after winning the Champions League? That was well, in twenty twelve. But, but that, well, I mean, listening to critics that would be following Chelsea football far more than say myself or yourself, they seem to be suggesting that actually once they won the Champions League, he has his interest has waned, and it would. 
if if reports in the newspapers this year ha- or last year have been believed he wasn't pleased about um about his uh, status in the UK been up for question oh, yes. by the foreign office and uh, I don't think um a lot of people according to reports he hasn't set foot in the UK since April so he hasn't actually okay. been to see Chelsea this year you would um, think he'd want to wait on to see Chelsea win the Champions League and I don't mean this you know bitchily but deservedly <laughs> obviously 2012 they stumbled their way to a Champions League. They haven't won the Champions League deservedly. And I, I don't mean that, you know, I mean, because 2012, they clearly weren't the best team in Europe. They still won the Champions League and fair play to them, but they, they clearly weren't the best mm. team in Europe. You would think he'd want uh, someone like Sarri to come in, have them playing really good, attractive football and winning the Champions League that way. And then he can kind of maybe maybe move on. He, I presume he wanted to, to, to bring in Pep and Pep was, you know, well, Pep's only, his ideal, yeah. as ideal manager for what he wants. He wants, he, he wants to play good attractive football but the managers that keeps bringing in well, don't really suit that I mean that, the, reality, the reality is if Chelsea Chelsea needs Chelsea needed like there was a period of time and where they could just bring in a new manager sign loads of players and then they'd win the league because they had the best team and that they're not competing for the same best players anymore and no, when, when City came in blew them out of the park yeah but even water, like, like Liverpool, Liverpool have built a much more yeah. cohesive team United it, like but now the, that the Mourinho factor has been removed from United we're actually seeing that they have a good squad good players yeah. but like you know United are, you know when Chelsea came in first they were blowing United out of the water in terms of mm. spending power certainly anyone else in the league they were then City came on board and spent even more money than that United had to spe- start spending money and since Fergie's gone they've spent a lot of money on players more so than Chelsea and like I say Liverpool are spending big money on the likes of Van Dijk and stuff so back in the day yeah they were the big spenders all they had to do was throw an extra 10 million quid on whoever United wanted or whoever City wanted well not even City back then but Arsenal wanted and they got their man now they're competing for those that probably level B player like look look at Morata Lukaku they yeah. wanted Lukaku yeah, they, they didn't get him. him they got Plan B which is Morata yeah. and he, he was a disaster and really. even the fact well, I, I presume Conte had a plan for Giroud but even the fact it was a bit odd that they were coming in to sign Giroud who yeah. you know, is, he did well for them is, an, is a good player yeah. and like is fondly remembered at Arsenal but fondly remembered as an excellent squad player like you came on to score yeah, you're not going to be talking about, you're not going to be talking about Giroud in, yeah, in the same way you would speak about Henri or Burke, you know the the best, the very best. He more uh, Sylvain uh, Viltor would would be uh, would be in that kind of mould. I, I did you think. see by the way uh, to move off topic slightly? Uh, last week Ashley Cole was on Monday Night Football and Sky, and he picked his favourite eleven from his time at Chelsea and Arsenal. Oh, interesting. Yes, uh, it kind of went as you'd expect, bar the front two. He obviously had a choice to make between Drogba. Henri and Burkamp. Who would you pick? Uh, uh, oh, it's quite clear who you pick from those two. From I was, from I was those two. I'm, I'm going to pick Henri and Burkamp. Yeah, he picked Henri and Drogba. Right, and left Burkamp out. And uh, Jamie Carragher is absolutely shocked by that. And I can see why he was shocked by that, but I can also see why Ashley Cole went that way because I mean. Yeah, well, Drog, Drog, this is Drogba at his very best. Yeah, if you're selecting a team based on how many goals would you would it's that that would they wouldn't work together as a, as a partnership. But if you're selecting, no, you well, know, yeah, I was uh, even thinking that, and would they, uh, yeah, you know, like uh, well, like only certainly Henri at his best the, wasn't it? Yeah, was in that was in that yeah, main role. Well, the the, good, the the 
the thing, the reason Burkamp and Henri worked so well together was Burkamp was well, yeah, he was the creator. They were very different players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Drogba and Henri would be seen how many goals can I score? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so that's why I don't think. But I mean, Drogba was prolific. I mean, if you were picking it on the basis of well, which would be a functioning partnership. Burkamp is in there with either of them. Yeah, yeah. I'd be more inclined to go Burkamp with with, 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 with one with, or the other. Yeah, and Henri is, and, and is, is yeah. ahead, ahead of Drogba in that regard. Yeah, in that, well, in that yeah. Call. But I, I feel I mean, like Drogba's quality as well, but yeah. like Henri would be ahead of Drogba. But it's just interesting. He just he yeah. felt that way. I, mean, I think he kind of had to pick Drogba as well. He said himself, Drogba won us the Champions League in 2012, yeah. and he was the best. Did player he pick many other Arsenal players? I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, Czech, well, Czech was in there, but from yeah. his Chelsea days. Not really. Was Campbell in there? I think it might have been Campbell and Terry. Terry. Yeah, he was in there himself. Ashley Cole, Vieira was in there with Lampard. I'm pretty sure. No Perez. Perez was in there. Yeah. Sorry, Perez okay. was in there. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Was... He, it was more so because he had a great partnership with Perez. Yeah, but Perez is phenomenal. Player. I think Maluda was in there. Yeah. Which kind of surprised me. I mean, Ashley Cole was the best left back. Was Arsenal's best left back in God knows how many years. Same way that. Uh, he was Chelsea's best left back as well. He's uh, very active on Twitter. Actually, I was only looking at him. Last week. Cole. Oh yeah, he's all like people will some some people will come in and criticise him, and he'll actually reply to them. Um, <laughs> but like Ashley Gold is a great example of where things went wrong for Arsenal. In that Arsenal are at another situation now where in reaction to losing players like Ashley Cole because they you know wouldn't give them the money they were looking for, they now have loads of players that are on far too much money. Yes, and also, was there not something about Ashley Cole, there was some confusion between, around Ashley Cole leaving because he uh, he didn't really want to leave. No, he didn't. Some sort of what happened was, according to himself anyway, uh, is that he was promised a certain amount of money as a contract and then all of a sudden Arsenal reneged on that deal. And, and then, then he's obviously annoyed then. Yeah, so I have the team here um, just while you were talking there. So yeah, it, the only Arsenal players that are in there, Campbell, uh, Cole himself, Vieira with Lampard and Pires and Henri. Okay, so it's... A, it's he it's said himself that uh, Lauren and Ivanovic were touch and go, go for right yeah. back and he picked Ivanovic over Lauren. Mm. But apart from that, it's pretty... What, six Chelsea players, five Arsenal players? Yeah. Yeah. And, well, enough. one of them being Ashley Cole, so yeah, four so Arsenal players and, yeah. and, and six, I guess, if you're yeah. going to go that way. But, uh, oh, like well, Mal- Czech as well. Well, I know Czech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're taking him. <laughs> Maluda was the only one I kind of looked and went, Really? You know, Pires on the left, and I don't know who you play on the right. Then my point is my point, but just Maluda was the only other, one. On that the team. other option would have been Freddie Lomberg, but he, he didn't uh, pick him. Yeah. The only one I was out of that team was Maluda. The rest of the team pretty much, like yeah. I say, Lampard, Vieira, Maluda, Pires, Henri, Drogba up top, Campbell, Terry in defence, and Ivanovic, Cole, and yeah. Czech. And the only one you could really argue about is the Burkamp one. Is Bur- and you could see he was the way he was taught. He didn't say it first. He said, "Who do you pick up top?" And he said. I can't believe I'm going to leave this player out. He's such a great player, but I'm going to leave out Burkamp. Yeah. And Jamie Carragher was absolutely shocked. Yeah. He thought Jobba yeah. was going to be left out. Again, you're right. If it was going to be a functioning partnership, Burkamp is in there with either of them, and yeah. it'll be Henri ahead of Jobba in that regard. How was it? Did you did you watch him as a pundit? I did. Yeah, I didn't see it all. Now I just saw bits and pieces. Yeah. He was good. I, I liked yeah. him. He, like he has great, obviously great insight. Yeah. I, I actually like him as a person as well. He comes across yeah. quite well. I know bit of bad press about him over the years well, but he comes a lot of it you could argue is, is 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 it just what was going on with Ashley Cole quite similar to what was going on with Raheem Sterling and that the press became fixated on being negative about him yeah and no one really knew the full story about the no. Arsenal move back then so it no. did seem like it was money he was going from Arsenal his boyhood club yeah. to Chelsea but his, he was his, whole, money his, his whole point of view would be 
if if they they gave me a, a figure and then they reneged on it, like, which is I don't they, don't think uh, verbally they gave him a figure. Uh, uh, it would appear, yeah. But um, but yes, like Arsenal learned their lesson and then went the complete opposite way and started offering players that didn't deserve it massive contracts. Yeah, and speaking of massive contracts from an Arsenal uh, point of view, uh, <laughs> Aaron Ramsey. I mean, come on. Well, I, I mean, like I understand he's getting a lot more money than he would do because he's obviously going on a free transfer. No, he didn't. Four hundred k. He didn't want to leave. He didn't want to leave, yeah. And, and, and Arsenal pulled the contract. Ar- Ar- Arsenal pulled the contract. Something similar yeah. again to Ashley Cole. And Juventus are obviously looking at it going, well... But we... surely he would have gone for less than 400k. Now, maybe he was, he got an offer from, <laughs> as from some, England. As somebody said as somebody said on the Commons, his agent should be on the, the Brexit negotiating <laughs> Absolutely, and fair, fair play. To, and I, I, I like Aaron Ramsey. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think he's a better player than he's been given credit for over the years and over the last few years. I think he's kind of gone a bit stale at Arsenal yeah. and for me remember that couple of it was about a year where he was world class Yeah, he was, he was banging in uh, the goals. there was a year there with well he had a great uh, European Championship with Wales but there was a time a period there around 13-14 yeah, it, was, it was 20 it was 2013 2014 where um, he scored a load of goals yeah. particularly at the start and then he got injured yeah, yeah he scored a lot of goals at the start there and um, yeah I mean it's, it's, I would think that Arsenal have are trying will be looking at trying to move some players off the books that um, yeah. that Emery doesn't regard and, and as, listen fair play to him and yeah. fair play to Arsenal for allowing him to do that as yeah. well because there are obviously players in the books I mean as will be the case Wenger brought in the vast majority of that squad Emery won't want all of Wenger's players no. so and fair play to him he's a big big name player going on a free which is a big deal so fair play to Emery for doing that and Arsenal for allowing him to do that but I just can't believe he must have got an offer in England or in or maybe in Spain or somewhere and yeah. Juve had to outbid somebody for that because 400k is ridiculous for a player like Aaron Ramsey it will be interesting to see what is Arsenal's financial situation because there's a lot of talk at the moment about what is going on at the yeah. club how much money do they actually have to spend how much money and they need to spend money this summer they'll, to they'll really, ha- they'll to have really to spend, push they'll have to spend money to start to try and get back into the Champions League I mean to be honest the way it's going now it's, it'll it's be hard. touch and go uh, it's very difficult to see them making the Champions League the way well the fact that United have now come yeah. into the mix and, before, I've come, and, and beforehand I was very bullish about their chances <laughs> but now reality is set in and you're like mm, yeah you know. it's just the inconsistency that comes I guess with when you're when you don't have a squad yeah really, I of, mean they're they're, they're they're against Liverpool and City it was just so obvious the golfing class again again yeah. like watching the City game last week because like well they've absolutely no hope here and it, so it was proven um, the big one will be when they play United at the Emirates yeah uh, if they lose to that I would say forget about their chances of making the Champions League and it's disappointing we'll going back to Chelsea as well Chelsea remember they went unbeaten for quite yeah. a long time at the start yeah. of the season and it looked like they were going, they were going to they push completely collapsed. Yeah, Liverpool and City all the mm. way it looked like it was going to be a three horse race for the league and it was going to be Chelsea rather than Spurs yeah. and they completely collapsed more, once it's more and more their... looking like a two horse race between Arsenal and United uh, for, for top for, four, for sorry, top, I thought yeah. You were, yeah, 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 for top four, absolutely. Yeah, Spurs have kind of Spurs are pulling ahead there and you, look pretty good. And I know we're going to speak about Solskjaer as well, and I still would. You know, it's a big few weeks for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and for United because big games against obviously a two two legged game against uh, Paris Saint Germain, uh, Premier League game against Liverpool coming up in a couple of weeks, and the FA Cup against Chelsea. If at the end of those four games United are still in at least one of those two competitions and put in uh, for me a good performance against Liverpool, 
even if they even if they lose, if it was a one nil and they didn't deserve to lose one nil, I'd be quite happy with that. If you could only win one of those matches, which one would you want to win? Oh, uh, oh, well, not the cup game, the FA Cup. Uh, phew, winning the tie against Paris Saint Germain and losing to Liverpool would probably be if I had to pick one. Really. Yeah, just okay. like the, the, the cup game, I FA yeah. Cup game, realistically. So you'd be okay with Liverpool pushing on towards the league title? I still, I still don't think... I think City will win the league. Okay. Um, and I don't think a, a win over... A, if it was the last game of the season and it was the Champions League final or Liverpool winning <laughs> the league at Old Trafford, that would be a much more difficult conversation. I'd probably just go away for a week on holidays and not think about it. Well, that game will tell us a lot. It'll tell a lot about whether Liverpool's supposed wobble was a wobble and it, it'll tell a lot about because Solskjaer will be coming up against a club who are flying high the same as what he's got going at United the one thing I will say about his performances so far I mean he's like okay, one of his be- one of his good res- really good results was the way they took care of Arsenal at the Emirates but you could say Arsenal are so indifferent at the moment so it'll be really interesting when they come up and well they did beat Spurs but it'll be really interesting when they come up against Liverpool it'll be it, it'll, yeah because uh, Liverpool and City are the two and even yeah, City they, later they, on the season they are they're the, the standard bearers at the moment yeah. like Paris Saint-Germain have a lot of injuries they obviously do, yeah. so you, you don't know who you're coming up against yeah. and it'll be just it, he, he did well against Spurs when it came to tactical but then the last uh, half an hour they yeah. could have lost 5-1 yeah. and it wouldn't have been the worst result in the like I said yeah. it wouldn't have been the most undeserved result in the world no. for Spurs so big time Liverpool game Liverpool the standard bearers again Liverpool not in amazing form I'd nearly rather face City in a couple of weeks time and see where United are even if they were to lose but if they were to lose 1-0 maybe and, and actually match City for large parts of the game that'd be a, go- a good way to see exactly where United are at the moment United for me are just obviously on this crazy run but we saw back in 2014 Liverpool were on a great run nearly won the league as soon as they lost a game they ended up you know, blowing it. I wonder if that same thing will happen with United. Great momentum at the moment, but if they yes. were to lose a well, game, yeah, will they get well, back yeah. on track again? Is it just momentum or is there a foundation there that says these are playing very well? They might lose a game, but they'll go back on track straight away. If they do, for me, it's Solskjaer's job. I'd like to see them lose a game. I know it sounds mad, but I'd like to see them lose a game over the next few weeks see and see how they, how they react. react to that. They haven't well. lost yet. Haven't lost uh, 10 wins in 11 games and the two all draw against Burnley at Old Trafford, which was obviously an incredible result considering they were 2 0 down with three minutes to go. Could have won it. Could have won the game. So I'd like, it seems mad, but I'd like to see United lose a game and see how they react to that. And if it's just momentum, then, you know, if they were to go on a three or four game poor run after that, then you're looking at Solskjaer going, is he the right man for the job? But if they bounce straight back from losing a game and probably a, a bad performance and losing the game, then you're looking at Solskjaer going, give him the job, you know what I mean? That's, I think that's, that's a big few weeks for United, those four games. And like I say, if they're still in the Cup and put in a good performance against Liverpool at Old Trafford, probably have to win or probably at least have to draw at Old Trafford because it's Old Trafford, then you'd have to be looking at Solskjaer. Okay, well, we'll wait and see. Uh, we're going to take a break. Coming up after the break, we'll be joined by our old... Uh, Team 33 companion Killian Woods he has a bone to pick with uh, Simon Jordan and his talk sport interview uh, welcome back to Team 33 uh, Killian Woods has taken up the baton and is joining us now live from Galway our Galway studio well, Joe. our Galway studio Killian good, 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 good to have you on the line good to be on the line 
May as well make some use of this Galway studio. Oh, you know, enough for it. Oh, we certainly are. Uh, before though, we before we start talking to yourself, I mean, it, I, I was so preoccupied with actually finishing up the piece that I almost missed the fact that Derek Ryan said he preferred to see, <laughs> uh, he preferred to see Liverpool United do Liverpool for the league, um, prevent Liverpool from winning the league. Than, uh, than them winning the United winning the Champions yeah, League. Yeah, which themselves. is obviously nonsense, by the way. I'd just like to point that out. If it came to a Champions League final or United beating Liverpool to stop Liverpool winning the league, obviously you know, I want United to win the Champions well, League. there you go. But at the same time, I want to do everything in my power as a United fan to stop Liverpool from winning the league. The, the, I want to clarify that. The United-Liverpool bittery, bitter rivalry wrangles on. Absolutely. Anyway. Yeah. It continues forever. Uh, Killian. You, will, you, you did say that you have a particular bone to pick with Simon Jordan and talk sport. Tell us more. Uh, well, not, not talk sport, more Simon Jordan. I, yeah, think. I, I know, sure. it was. Well, it was his interview on talk sport, for cl- to yeah. be completely clear. I'm not sure. Did I, I'm, I'll, I'll explain roughly what he was saying for the listeners, but obviously, have you guys heard what he was actually ranting about last week? Uh, well, I would say yes, but um, <laughs> I can't really remember now. Obviously, you're talking about the, the famed Crystal Palace owner. Yeah, so this is Simon Jordan, who's the um, ex-Crystal Palace owner, or made, made his millions when he was young, and essentially, as I think in his own words, has lost them all since. And he was just, and he, he's right. He, he some he's made some good points in the talk sport, but it was some stu- some stuff he said about streaming, which kind of I suppose rubbed me up the wrong way. In that we, it's something we've talked a lot about: is TV rights and how the distribution of TV rights in the Premier League and how it's blowing out, of, blowing into a huge, was near billion, it's so, a billion so dollar this, industry now. This this is the this is the Premier League should become the Netflix of football. Is this yeah, essentially saying, saying that. And he was saying, he was complaining about people and that the fact that people are turning down the Premier League job and how this is the easiest job in the world and he'd do if he was offered and all these along those lines. But essentially, this kind of notion of holding up Facebook, holding up Spotify as these kind of glor- glorious things for the Premier League to aim for. And I think it just showed a lot of his and what what comes down to a lot of the problems we talked about in streaming before when we talked about it before and talked about TV rights is there, there's no golden answer. There's no golden answer. There's no perfect answer to, to what this problem that the Premier League has is that it is selling all of its content and has very little control over what once it, once it's out of its hands and sky and all the, all these other corporations are making a lot of money like BT making a lot of money off, I suppose, then distribute redistributing mm. them again as middlemen. And the Premier League he's complained to us, the Premier League is giving away such a huge, vast amount of content that is worth much more to it if it kept kept control of it, saying you could just charge people eight euro a month, eight, eight pound a month, or eight euro a month and turn that into like to make a Netflix of football and that people, and in principle, sounds like a great idea, but just shows huge naivety about what Netflix is and how streaming works and how, like, like it's. I tweeted about last week that it's like I think a lot of people are very well, don't don't understand how much debt Netflix is in while it's doing this. Netflix isn't a proven business concept. Netflix is a business concept that is failing at the moment. It's hemorrhaging money, and they are creeping closer to. To to break it, well, they they say they're creeping closer. That they're by twenty twenty one. It's been forecast by Morgan Stanley that they will break go break even. But that's and, still and, a forecast. And, and, and so, is the, is it because they're spending so much money creating their own content, or is it because they're spending so much money on licenses for other programs? It's a mix of both. A lot of the money will be spent on ma- making their own content. So that's making House of Cards, making. Um, the Stranger Stranger yeah, Things, yeah, making yeah. all these long, long-lasting, and um, that have these shows that have huge longevity. 
that would kind of span decades. You know, I'd, I'd say Stranger Things will, hard, will hardly go out of fashion as some, something to watch in 20 years. I assume yeah. it'll, that's what they're banking on. If we build, and if they, they're saying if they built all this content and the co- library of content, sure, they can just charge then they, Then eventually they'll have to make less and less and they'll just be able to rely on, on the traditional kind of, I suppose, like release, release a, a movie a month, release maybe two movies a month. The moment it's pumping movies out, pumping shows out because it's trying to build up that. It's trying to tempt new, new people in to pay and it's trying to, um, which is very hard now because I think most people who will have Netflix have it. They're trying to get that last little group of people who wouldn't have signed up for Netflix and they're trying to then be able to say d- 10 years down the line that they don't need to make as much anymore because they'll have this huge library of stuff that people want access to. Um, but that doesn't necessarily work for the Premier League. I think he was saying you just charge eight, your £8 a month, but the Premier League don't, there's no value in what the Premier League makes once it's, once it's, once it's not live. I'd argue the value of a Premier League game is nearly, nearly nothing. Well, the, no, no, yeah. like no one is going like, and someone argued me back saying, "Oh, Premier League years, and you watch best game, uh, but, but, or uh, times run this." Who, who, who wants yeah, to watch yeah, that? No yeah, one wants yeah. to watch that. I, like, I love watching. Not live. I, I, yeah, but I, I, I actually agree with Killian here, uh, because well, this is my opinion. Shocker. Yeah, <laughs> but my opinion is that like, yeah, you'll have people that like watching these things the same will way you, you have people that will ha- like watching Reeling in the Ears, but I wouldn't pay like to watch Reeling in You're the You're right Ears. insofar as I love watching those, but it's when I flick on and go, oh, that's on, yeah, exactly. I'll watch this now, rather than I'm not going to tune in to see United versus Aston no. Villa from 2009. Well, and even, the, you know, like, as I was saying, I mentioned on uh, Killian on Team 33 last week that, mm. you know, they, they, I was reading an article about... Uh, viewing figures for Premier League games in England on Sky and you know you ca- they're actually quite difficult to get but they were talking about like that the average viewing figures from the average Premier League match that isn't a big game is about 300,000 people that's, that's in the UK is yeah, it? that's in the UK which is phenomenally low 300,000 uh, yeah. people watch a, a, a Premier Your League game your average that's... say it's I don't know for argument's sake say West Brom versus Crystal Palace you yeah. know I know it's not like oh my god but you're only talking about 2 million then if you're talk- if it's Arsenal versus United, that figure would only be about two million households with Sky subscriptions watching a game. I mean, that figure no doubt goes up dramatically when you take into account piracy, etc. Um, I don't know what the global figures are like, but I, 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 the NFL are the go-to for everything, and they own their own uh, TV channel. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what's held held up, I suppose, as something that works. But again, I try to dig in to look for figures about, about what their viewership is like, what their revenue is like, and it's not published anywhere. And when figures like that, from working as a business journalist, when figures aren't published, it's because they don't want to shout about them. It's not yeah. because yeah. they want. They, like, if you're proud it's of your so figures, you publish yeah. them. If exactly. you're not, you don't. Like D- Disney at the moment are trying to launch their own <laughs> well, and, 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 and sorry, streaming yeah, service. D- yeah, this is what I wanted to come into you with. The one thing is now Disney are their own are, are launching their own streaming service. I think there's a couple of others trying to band together. There's, there, I was reading there's rumors that BBC Channel Four and ITV want to or BBC Channel Four and ITV. Well, they're all, Channel Four and ITV are the same one, but you know what I mean. In, is it independent television? Is that what they are? Uh, they're trying to band. They're thinking about banding together to offer a streaming service. I mean, the issue is is though is that you're not going to pay ten euro to Netflix, ten euro to to Disney, ten euro to some other provider. There does become a problem in that there may be too many people trying to muscle in on this market. 
Yeah, and sure, you look at the way Netflix has done deals now with them. Um, it's not called um, it's for, for, yeah Virgin TV at the moment, which is what they have now, and on Sky, where they Netflix is now accessible on Sky, which shows that they're not they don't see themselves as these this foolproof business model that can just you know turns back on TV and say we don't need you guys, we're all going to go off here. Like there, I think you're like I have Amazon. I have at the moment. I have Amazon Prime. I'm just trying to think of subscriptions I have. I, I've cut all print media subscriptions I have at the moment. I have Amazon Prime, Netflix, and I think that's it. And then I subscribe to a few Patreons. But apart from that... Jeez, you've, cut, you've cut all your your print media subscriptions. <laughs> I have. I have. <laughs> but, like, but I think... Who, as you said there, who's going to pay for well, that's, this is the thing, Netflix, like, and, Amazon Prime and well, Hulu yeah, and yeah. Disney? You see, and, it's, and it's so true because media because I'd be the same, I'd have print media subscriptions. I actually had Prime and I cut it even though it's only two ninety nine, but I just cut it because it's like, well, I never watch it. And it's, it, I, um, but it, it is, uh, all these things are very cheap because you throw Spotify in there as well. All these things are cheap on their own. But then you realize, well, actually, I have three or four of them and I'm actually spending an additional 40 or 50 quid a month on my subscriptions on top of the 40 or 50 quid I'm paying my internet provider. And all of a sudden you're spending an awful lot of money for, you know, a, a, a content that you are, you can only watch so much content. You might out of a lot yeah. of time. Yeah, and I thought what I would actually be interested to hear what you thought about when Simon Jordan said he thought 100 million people worldwide would would subscribe to a Premier League. That, that that's a lot of people. Like Netflix would be delighted with those sort of figures, you know. Well, if, if people if they were signing people though, at a rapid pace, is, 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 would, yeah. would worldwide like you know obviously that includes massive markets in Asia and stuff. I mean, and in America, which is. I don't know. Is that still an untapped market for the Premier League? The Asian one is the one. The Asian. Like, I, I would. I would love if it worked. I would. I would sign up. Yeah. You know. I would. I, eight, I, I eight, eight pound yeah. a month or eight year or whatever it yeah, was. A I, tenner. I, I'd sign up. That'd be brilliant. I'd, I'd love to be able to watch it. I now, would, it's only uh, Premier League, but 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 getting to a hundred million people is is not easy. And, and again, doesn't how it much, does, doesn't matter how much it costs. Getting and, to that and, exa- and I think they'd be. I think you would see a lot of clubs annoyed that they're not getting their significant financial packages if for a few years. If the Premier League was to, I think the Premier League would have to do it on their own and cut ties with other people to make it as an attractive offer as possible. Otherwise, really, what's, what's the, the point? point? You'll yeah. still have people who want Sky. You need to make it on its own, its own thing to actually pe- make people bite the bullet and pay that tenner or pay eight, whatever the suggestion was, eight, because that matches what Netflix pay. Eight pounds is Netflix's um, well, subscription fee. But I, I, I just don't see no. the Premier League. Well, the Premier League are too conservative. What's, what's they've the, been too conservative yeah. over their whole... It's a big risk as yeah. well. Because... What's the incentive though? If Sky Eric is currently happy to pay five billion pounds... What is the incentive? And BT are fighting with them, so it's not going to go yeah. down. And and the Premier League remains the richest league in the world. There is no incentive at the moment for them to go down that route, especially when they're talking about Amazon slash Facebook muscling in on this market too. Yeah, I, I don't see what the... I, I, that's another good point. I don't know why you would just not let these companies bid against each other until they run out of money. And then, and then once you've made... Yeah, in a few years' time, for, maybe. Save yeah. for a rainy day, then you eventually are, look, the... the but what they're paying for these services going down, maybe if we just did it on our own and save this money or save some of the money to launch a streaming service. Like, it's not undoable. I just think the Premier League are too conservative uh, but, uh, yeah. to is, do is it. it. Would there be a potential for the likes of, you know, BT and and, and these companies to launch a, a, a streaming service and see how that goes for them? You know what I mean? If, if that starts to work well, then... You know, maybe the Premier League can 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 jump on that bandwagon if if it is working, or at least they've started the ball rolling. That could be something I, that they might do. I, the comparison I made online was with Disney, which and I've talked about them a bit already. But I think you look at Disney; they are 
they have more pedigree than the Premier League. They're much more well-known brand. Yeah, yeah. And if they're worried about if they're worried about whether their streaming service won't work, I think the Premier League should also be taking a long hard look at whether theirs. And there's been talk about them doing it. And I'd say they will give give it a go in some form. I never I, unless they cut all ties with the likes of Sky and BT and other providers. I don't I don't see it working. I, I think maybe maybe 100 million is achievable. It will be well, the, huge, the thing, a huge amount of money to recruit those, well, and, people, and recruit also, those customers. I mean, the other thing about it is, unlike Netflix and Disney and all that, they are going to be the Premier League will be streaming live content. And if anyone for anyone who's ever watched a sporting event live, you need a pretty decent internet connection to run it. I mean, Netflix mm. Netflix eats a lot of bandwidth if you're have if you know if you're out in the out in rural Ireland. Um, but it will work. But I just wonder how well that will work if it's a live sporting event until we get to five G. Yeah, I, I I think you're right though. I think just let let BT and Prim and um like the Sky bid against each other. I don't I don't know what the mark what the competition is like in other markets, but I think the Premier League would want to maybe make as much not take any financial hits in the next while because as you said there, it sounds like it, but the figures do show. Not sounds like that figure viewerships are going down for games. I think someone someone said to me online that sure the Premier League has no competition. I think you that's very naive. Like I think the, I think the Premier League is facing more competition than yeah. ever. Well, the for, Italian like, league it, felt like that, I'm sure, uh, in the nineties. Yeah, well, I'm not even talking about sport. I think like uh, we've talked about before. Like you can't you could turn on a Premier League game and you couldn't even be guaranteed a good game anymore. So like there's oh, some, yeah. so, there's some, well, like, the, the, like the look at the art, the one I'm going to go to is obviously one that will support my point, but like Liverpool, Man United a few seasons ago, which was built up to be one of the best games ever in the sport, in the Premier League. And it was nil all, there was no shots, was there? Was Man this? United sat back. I, yes, I, I, I know, but I think you'll still always get a big audience with games like that. I think what they have difficulty in now, and you can see it, even by the way some people talk is they have difficulty attracting an audience for the old as I was saying West Brom versus Crystal Palace or you know Huddersfield versus whoever it's it's very difficult to get, to get any kind of audience for a game like that anymore mm-hmm. unless you you support the club yeah, I, I just think they're in competition with every single form of media at the moment because it's so easy, easy to access yeah, and on it's demand. Like, and not many people want to watch ninety minutes of football anymore. Yeah, yeah like I think, it, and maybe there, maybe there's merit in the Premier League launching a like I, I would pay maybe a fiver for a highlights package monthly, monthly maybe for and getting all games highlights because I I don't have um, TV, I can't get a BBC to watch match of the day. So like maybe there's maybe there's a market there. I think, but as we were talking earlier, I think the longevity of the content they'd actually be producing at a huge cost as well it'd be like producing maybe a movie every weekend with the amount of money they'd have to put into getting the like getting all the the games shot pumping them out there on streams making sure the streams are solid so people can watch uninterrupted footage um so I, I just think as well that the longevity of all the content they're creating runs out after 24 hours so it's not like a netflix movie which has the lifespan of maybe That's 10 true. years yeah it's a fair point it's just it, it goes immediately. So I just think Simon Jordan was quite naive to kind of just, and, and a lot of people are to look at the likes of Netflix and say, why can't we just replicate Netflix? Netflix is twelve billion dollars in debt at the moment, and it's going further into debt at the moment because it's spending more money on content. And I think you know you can't necessarily trust someone forecasting and, they're going to break even two years because you don't just co out a twelve million in debt in no no time. And it's a. I don't think you want to be modeling your business on Netflix. But not they're, now. They're, not right uh, now. Are investors making money out of Netflix? No, they wouldn't make any money on Netflix until they've sold their until until Netflix turned a profit. They must have Eventually, some. Seri- they must have some serious backers, though. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah, they have huge um, Silicon Valley backers okay. who would be expecting and confidence the company in the to... product that it will eventually yeah, turn and, product. Uh, event, uh, long term, it sh- it like it should work. If there is a global downturn in the economy, the likes of Netflix is the first thing people will start cutting. You know, that, like, yeah. I'd say it's, it, it, I know it's cheap, but they or or you'll start, or if more competition floods into the market, Netflix will have to make sure it's better than Amazon Prime, and you know. It's a fickle decision. Like, what's got what? What's one got that the other doesn't have? Sometimes I turn on Netflix and I think, oh, there's not really anything I want to watch. Yeah. And you're and, paying tenor or whatever for like. And when, when, when is Netflix expected to make a profit? The Netflix hasn't released that because they would never. They wouldn't release that sort of information themselves because that would but be. Are you talking ten years time? Is, is like not, is, would not, that be the realistic or uh, something? Something like that. An investment banking firm, Morgan Stanley, predicted in 2021, but that it's a very optimist. Like that's considered an optimistic estimate, and they're the only ones who are remotely willing to put their neck on the line and say 2021. Uh, like, you don't know what which, what, new, what new products going to come on the line. Like 10 years ago, there's no such thing as even the whole Netflix model. You know what I mean? So even in, in five or 10 years' time, we don't know what else is going to be down the line. And if Netflix is only making a profit for a couple of years, you know what I mean? That that, that that'll cause problems for for that sort of product as well, I guess. Yeah, I think the Premier League's best bet would probably be to partner with one of these. Like, like I well, I always mix them up. Amazon Prime has some. Amazon NFL Prime games. is, but I will say Amazon appear to be quite reluctant to fully embrace this model. They're not half. Of but it. if I was to back anyone in the whole in the whole race, though, I'd back Amazon. That's Amazon because they, are, they, they they have a because it's only one arm of Amazon. I, I, yeah, uh, yeah, and Amazon can prop up their Prime. Like they they if they see that Netflix is going to go out of business in three years, they can say we'll take the hit for three years and then sweep up the market after that because they 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 their main business is selling that kind of bandwidth for streaming of game okay streaming of anything like you know or the data centers that they have that's where their main business is and that's where they make most of their money so not it's not actually necessarily selling stuff in their amazon mm-hmm. store so they have a huge they have huge revenues behind them consistent revenues that would back them would make them able to make a play in that market and kind of consistently take a loss whereas netflix are they eventually will uh, yeah. run out of road like you'll only back yeah. it so much like, the, only, the, only, as it, the only thing that Netflix could have is the fact that their their own original content seems to be improving particularly in the movie world um, well, yeah it's got a lot of I suppose they're getting nominated for awards so it's, it's very don't get me wrong it's very good but um, like being but good that, isn't necessarily but they're, yeah they're running out of, it would appear they're finding it harder and harder to get new subscribers because I think you hit a point where the people who've signed up are going to sign up by now yeah, and there's and there's only and there's only and unless you want to pump a lot of money into making sure people can't use double accounts, which I'm sure is a huge headache yeah. for them. Well, like um, I mean, <laughs> you, you can have houses that have three separate accounts, and then you can have one account running five houses running off one that's, account. That's it's, true. You know, it's, true. it's it's so out there, but it's at a sweet spot with price, I think. Yeah, uh, again, and there as we were asking talking there about whether investors are making money yet, the way their investors would look at this is they would stick in for the long game, and then eventually it would float on the public float on the public market. Like on the New York Stock Exchange, and they, that's when they make their big money from either having a small amount of shares or a large amount. That's that, but you know, there's no even rumors of them floating in the near future because they're so badly in debt. And maybe it'll work, but I just think the Premier League would want to be cautious about following their model. Well, Killian Woods, thank you for joining us with that. Uh, I told you I had a rant. Business update <laughs> on, uh, on on football t- on Premier League television. Always enjoyable. Uh, Always making you very angry, Killian. Ah, listen, I've no one to vent to, so I, I start <laughs> you can, argue, you can, you start can, argue with people on Twitter. You can, you can, <laughs> you can catch uh, Killian's uh, business uh, ideals on uh, Fora uh, this week if you are so inclined. They can indeed.
so with that, I think we'll uh, we'll call it a day. Um, Killian Woods, thanks for joining us from our Galway studio. Thanks for having me. And uh, Derek Ryan. Joe, thank you very much. Hopefully Raf will be back next week so I can be back ranting on the other side of the mic. Uh, but for now, as always, take it away, Johan.